Hey beautiful people, you are listening to Limitless Faith Life Growth, the podcast dedicated to growing together in the Lord as young people of our generation. I'm your host Ifeniwa Moronike and each week we tackle topics which help us navigate this Christian walk and be the best version of ourselves that God has called us to be. Let's get into it guys. Beautiful people, on this episode, we're joined by Lady Sonia Bamidele, a now final year student, teacher and woman of God. We've been privileged to have her on the podcast before, and this time we're dissecting the book of Proverbs 31. I think this episode is really interesting because I would say this time last year, I probably didn't have most of these mindsets. Uh, For some reason this year, God has really been taking me through books and messages and podcasts and just so many resources that have really been teaching me on really what I should be looking for in a partner and the things that I should look towards in a marriage, in a healthy marriage. Am I at the stage of my life where I want to get married? Definitely not. But it's not in marriage that I just start learning about marriage. I think this is the great time for me to start learning. And I'm surprising myself with (laughs) the mindset shifts I'm having and the things that I thought I always wanted or what I thought a marriage should look like. And now what God is teaching me. And I understand some of you guys may feel the same way. And so anything that you feel like is super controversial, you're like, you know, how can you say that about a man or a woman? Read the word. If there's anything that we have said that you disagree with, read the word of God. And I also suggest you listen to some of the men and women of God we mentioned. Just so many different men and women of God, their books. I recently finished the book, Understanding Men by Miles Monroe. I have learned so much, a plethora of things about men, about marriage, because it's understanding men. Men can read it, women can read it because I learned so much from it. So yeah, I would just say go on this journey yourself. Don't just take in everything we're saying or just disagree or just agree. Go on the journey and understand this subject yourself because it's very sensitive and it will impact your entire life. That's if you decide to get married. I know marriage may not be for everyone. You may be appalled. <laughs> so yeah, um, have an open mind. Love the episode. I pray this episode is a blessing to you. We are back again with another episode with the lovely SMB, Lady Sonia Bamidili. And I'm sure you guys already know who I am with today. I'm so excited for today's episode. So I'm just going to give her an opportunity to briefly introduce herself. Sonia, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, everyone. My name is Bamidili Sonia Mudube. I am a final year medical laboratory science student. I am a lady that is passionate about young people, you know, when it comes to their spiritual growth, everything that has to do with them, their just everything that has to make a young person grow right. Love, marriage, relationships, spiritual growth. Thank you so much. I love the fact that you just mentioned, you kind of gave us a taste of what we're going to be discussing today. You discussed love, you discussed marriage, relationships. Today we're going to be discussing about the Proverbs 31, man and woman. So we're going to be discussing it in two spheres. When um, I had a brief discussion with Sonia a while back, I was just so intrigued because I've never read the verse from the perspective of the man. Yeah. It's always the woman we focus on. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to have this conversation and for, to share it with you guys. This is going to be a Bible study. So open up your Bibles. If it's on your phone, your tablet, your physical Bible, your notepad, there's going to be a lot of points we're going to share today. And by the grace of God, you guys will be blessed and you will learn so much also. So let's get into the episode. Okay, guys, so I'm going to start off with reading verses one to nine. I'm reading in NIV so you can pick up your Bible and follow along. Saints of King Limwell. The saints of King Limwell, an inspired utterance his mother taught him. Listen, my son. Listen, son of my womb. Listen, my son. The answer to my prayers. 
Do not spend your strength on women, your vigor on those who ruin kings. It is not for kings, Lemo, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for rulers to crave beer. Verse 5. Lest they drink and forget what has been decreed, and deprive all the oppressed of their rights. Verse 6. Let beer be for those who are perishing, wine for those who are in anguish. Let them drink and forget their poverty, and remember their misery no more. Verse 8. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Verse 9. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. So, um, with my little um, gathering about this Proverbs 31, 1 to 9, like you said earlier, like people just leave that particular part and go straight to 10 and um, 10 to 31. So, this 1 to 9, it's Lemuel's mother's advice, King Lemuel's mother's advice to him because. He asked his mother, like, oh, mother, like, who should I marry? Where should I? And his mother gave him an advice. And and that is in verse 2 to 4. And it says, do not give your strength to women that destroy kings. Because why she said so is because women, we have the ability to make and unmake. There's something that Pastor Mildred said in one of her sermons, and she was like, Women are kingmakers, and if you actually look at it, it's true. We are the kingmakers. We determine who we give our crown to. So if we say, okay, this man, we are going to, you know, make a mystery out of him, it's possible. No matter how much a man can do, oh, I'm a man, I'm this, I'm that. Women were made to be a bosom. We were made to be strength. Because if Adam could handle everything on his own, God would have not seen the need to give him Eve. And at the end of the day, who was the person that led to oh, them being banished out of the Garden of Eden? It was Eve. Because a woman has the ability to affect everything that you do. So Lemuel's mother's advice not to put down any woman was avoid women that destroy kings, women that can destroy images, women that can, you know, tarnish goals, achievements, and everything, squandering, you know, women that are like that. Like I said, not to put down any woman, but that was a mother's advice to her son because she knows how a woman should be and how she should not be. Secondly, don't give yourself to alcohol, excessive drinking. She used the word strong drink. So as a man, as a Christian, normally you are not supposed to give yourself to that kind of lifestyle because that lifestyle has a way of taking you away from the things that are necessary. So those were the two advice that Lemuel's mother gave to him. Avoid women that have the ability to destroy kings, women that cannot support your goals, women that cannot stand by you, women that... They just come and they ruin everything, you know, cause family disputes, women that are prostitutes, women that, you know, a whole lot of things and giving yourself to excessive alcohol. These are the two things that has a very, very great ability to destroy you. So that was what Lemuel's mother could, advi- could advise him about. I really love the perspective that you came from. I We see this trend actually of the impacts that a wife or a woman can have on a man throughout the Bible. We see it with Jezebel and Ahab. We see it with Adam and Eve. It's as if marriage is one of the 
most one of the most important decisions you can make in your life because your partner can either make or break your destiny and you said something about a man can feel like he's standing on two feet but then when he comes home even it can be a man of god where he's very strong in ministry and he's spiritually sound and he's blessing lives and he comes home to a woman who is who makes it her goal to tear down his ministry that ministry cannot stand no matter how powerful the man of god is that ministry cannot stand and that's why it's so sensitive who you choose to marry you may think that i'm still young i'm not getting married now my dad always says this thing it's not when you you buy the car you learn to drive this is the time where you open your eyes seek the right things in a human being seek the right attributes in a man in a woman beauty and attraction is important but it goes so much beyond that because you can marry a beautiful woman that can crash your destiny and that beauty is not going to hold up your destiny it's her character it's her well we're going to get into that anyway we're going to get into and you also mentioned um alcohol as well things that can bring people down anything that has control over your life, you become a slave to it. Sure. If you if you allow alcohol to control, dictate your life, it becomes your master. And to be brought under the influence, have no control over your life, yeah. you're, you're leading to the end. You're just leading yourself to the end. So thank you so much for that perspective. Ten, well, an epilogue to the wife of a noble character. Like we said earlier, people get to, you know, just jump into this part. You know, when it comes to birthday pistols, you are a definition of a proverb starting one yes, woman, yes. you are um <laughs> you like are that. this, you are there was even one that I used to say if if there were two chapters, uh, I don't know how I used to put it, but like Proverbs 31 is not even enough to define you. Mm. God would have mm. created another chapter for you. Ah, ah. Proverbs 32. Proverbs <laughs> 32. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so we're not really going to be reading it like chapters by chapter, but we're just going to take like the first three, that is 10 to 13, then from there we go down into it. Maybe as we're talking and you are listening, you can just be reading, just phrasing through to the very end. So 10, a wife of a noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. 11, her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wax and flags and walks with eager hands. Even as we are going, even as we just read these three, these first three verses, it just gave me this consciousness of how we women, we have to you know, always be up and doing no matter what. Mm. Even as a career woman, a spiritual woman, a spiritual house, a spiritual we still have to be up and doing because this this twelve said she brings him good and not harm all the days of her life. You know, there's something my mother always says. My mother there was a time we were talking about marriage and my mother was like I can't tell you who to marry. I can't tell you who to choose. But I want you to have this consciousness of when you get married, it's a whole different ball game, a very different ball game because you would stop thinking for yourself. You are thinking for a grown man also. And when children are even kicking, it's more because you have to think of this grown man and you have to think of his children, his offspring, like everything you do. You have to start thinking about yourself. So, and that 10, sorry, yeah, that 10 that said, who can find a, a wife of noble character? Who can find? King James says, who can find a woman, like a woman of virtue, like virtue, noble? All these things is trying to 
mean one word for me, capable. Like, who can find a capable woman? Because it's only a capable woman that can assist a man very well. Capable all round that. Your spiritual life is, you know, it's normal. Well, for me, I believe that even if you marry a man of God, you marry a minister, a pastor, a pastor, I feel as a woman, you need to be very strong. So strong. I have a friend that's a pastor and he was like, I want my wife to even be stronger than me, even if she's not the one in the ministry, because it's actually really true. You are standing in gap for this man that is already a man of God. You are praying over his life. You are praying over his family. Everything just describes, you know, you being a capable woman, just like when you go for a job interview, like who is the fittest, like who fits in. So for that particular man, you have to fit in, you know, a woman that fits in all round with his assignment. You know, there is something that is always said and it's actually really obvious. Marriage is part of assignment. It is because... If he doesn't fit in with your God-given assignment, that means he's not the one. Because marriage is something, you know, it's one of those things that come along alongside with your life and it's just normal. And it's just that, oh, we are two that are fulfilling this thing now, not only one. So, like, so I believe that if you fit into this man's assignment and he fits into your assignment, everything goes smooth. Everything is just like, for example, the analogy I like to use. Let's say there are two roads and there is a bush path in between the road. And at the end, it's like a T-junction where um, cars have to meet and they're already on one road. I see marriage like that. He's on his own side doing his thing. You are on your own side doing this thing. You don't cut through the bushes to go and meet him because maybe as you are cutting through the bushes, harmful things might meet you. You don't cut through. You have to walk to the T-junction before you can see who is at the other side of the road and you enter that one road together. That is how marriage is. You don't cut anything. It just goes smooth. You are doing your own thing. He's doing his own thing wherever he is. And one day you people just meet yourself and, oh, you know, everything clicked. But then again, there are things to you still have to do to sustain the marriage. And as we're going, we'll talk about that. So as a woman now, um, um, Proverbs that one woman, you know, this, that. Like I said, you need to be capable in order to assist your husband, your king, because he's actually your king. Is Lord over you, your earthly, like I said, we'll go into that later as we go in. So, as a woman, we've passed the age of, you know, just staying there. Oh, I'm a woman, you know, baby machine, baby factory. Mm-hmm. I think, as a not I think, I know, as a woman, for you to be capable, for you to be, you know, wonderful and fulfilling your full potentials as a woman, I feel you need to equip yourself you know financially academically spiritually physically all around you need to be well equipped so that you have to fit into your husband's you know your husband's for example now not to branch into this okay let's use um bridgerton now queen charlotte um 
we all know how Queen Charlotte came, a very young girl, 17, I guess, if I can actually really remember. She was just there to be married to a king, and you know how kingship is. It's actually really a big deal. The king is ruling this, is ruling that. I'm not sure Charlotte had any idea of how to... She didn't even have any idea of how to be a queen. It was so obvious that she didn't know what to do. She didn't know how. She didn't know where. But she decided to equip herself because when she even found out her husband's medical condition, she wanted to actually do more. And even right to Bridgerton, like the main Bridgerton, Bridgerton, we saw how she was still leading. She was the queen. Her husband was somewhere behind the scenes. You know that she debunked her husband or something, but like she took matters into her hands. So what I'm trying to say is you should be that woman that can stand when your husband is not available, he's occupied with something, not everything. My husband, you can't move without your husband. You can't breathe without your husband. You know, there are things that have to be, let's say, for example, is a way you know, work for four months or something, will everything just be stagnant because your husband is away? You know, as a woman, you need to fit in. So you need to equip yourself. When ministry now, I talked about, okay, the monarchy aspect, like let's say ministry, your husband is on uh, tall ministration, you know, from this state to this state or from this country to this country. And you people have a church back home. Will we say, oh, we are not going to church because pastor is not around. As a wife, you need to stand up. You need to, you know, to take the ground. And let's say, okay, it's not a pastor, your husband is not a king. Let's say normal work, your husband travels, leaving you and your children. Does it mean everything will be on hold? Okay, let's say your child comes back. Oh, mommy, they said, oh, we should bring a thousand naira for this. Let's wait for your daddy to come. And your daddy is coming in, like, how many months time? Will everything be on hold? No, I just talked about this thing in different aspects, you know, financially, you know, capability. Just as a woman, you just need to be capable, not only financially, you know, you just need to be wise, apply wisdom and everything. So as women, we always need to, you know, we just need to, you know, refresh ourselves, equip ourselves because we might never know who we marry. You can marry a man that is an offshore worker. You can marry a soldier. You can marry a man of God. You can even marry a king. So, you know, we just need to equip ourselves all around us so that we can have idea of some kind of things. We won't look, you know, too dormant or too outdated in life. So, that is one. I, going always wants to read. Read. I want to read that verse that you mentioned in Amplified because... In the version that you just read now, it said, um, can you read that verse 10 again, sorry? Verse 10? Yes. Okay. A wife of no character, who can find? She is what more than one of This is NIV. NIV. So I want to read this in Amplified because it's as if it sums up everything you just said. Yeah. In Amplified, it says, an excellent woman, one who is spiritual, capable, intelligent and virtuous who is he who can find her her value is more precious than jewels her worth is far above rubies or pearls so even this emphasizes what it means to be a woman of noble character and one thing i really love that this verse emphasizes it asks the question who can find her because it's not just anybody it's not just easy to i i I always joke about this thing that I'm, I'm diamond or I'm precious. You don't find diamond on the surface. You must so, dig, you must yes. work, you must persevere because yeah. I'm precious. Yeah. And becoming diamond 
is not something that is done in a day. It takes you every day being intentional about building yourself so that when the man comes along, he will value you. Why? You're precious, you're pearl, you're diamond. You're not stones or rocks that you find on the surface. He must work to get you. Because the same way you're an, uh, uh, he's a noble man, a noble man wants a noble woman. So and many of us can have this expectation that a man must have this, he must be this, he must also value you. Exactly the next thing I mm-hmm. wanted to say, you know, we women, we can create a whole human being for example let's come to this i don't want to go out there but let's come to you know the kingdom wise i want a man that has lorenzo your voice <laughs> i want his hair to be like that of p daniels i want his body to be like that of rejoining so many men of god <laughs> together that this is who you want as your husband okay no problem imagination fine but one thing that the Holy Spirit dropped in my head one day during this year, you can join this, join that. You want him to have this character. You want him to have that character. You want him to be broadcasted with a deep voice and with a <laughs> this and with a that. You know, creating your human being. What if this human, this man finally comes and you are not what he wants? Exactly. You are not exactly. his right person, but to you, he is your right person. So... Before you start creating and start drawing how you want his hair to be like this, you want him to do this, you want him to do that, first of all, ask yourself, am I my right person's right person? I feel like when you ask that question, you would have that, um, how will I put it, that desperation or let's say that willingness, I don't want to use desperation, to work on yourself, to improve yourself, to make sure that you are a better person, so that when you see your right person and he sees you, you are definitely his right person. Right. I just wanted to add that. Yeah, and there's something else you also mentioned about um, ministry as well with um, being spiritual that you know some women will be like you know I'm, I'm marrying a man of God I'd, why do I need to pray he's the one praying for me now the thing is immediately a man of God is standing up to the battlefield the people that can also be affected his wife his children the they're the first set of people that they will attack one of the reasons why you would see so many men of God their children just misbehaving they will attack the next, they can't attack the man of God. The man is fasting, his brain, he's fortified. Yeah. So and they'll they, go for the weakest they, link. Yes, because they, okay. His family, like his family, okay, we can, you know, get him when, you know, we take his family. Because like I said, a woman can make you, like a yeah. woman, like this, this thing that, I don't know how to put, but this thing that we women, we do. So they go for that one because, okay, we can actually slow him down here. Yes. We can distract him if there is fire in his home, this yeah. fire and if there is nobody guarding the home, he means guarding the church. He's praying for everyone in church. Your own job, guard the home, guard him, him your children. Exactly. That's why you see so many prayerful God mothers. His his, exactly. His ministry. Let his ministry be like, you know, everything to you. My husband's ministry. You must guard it. You must watch it. Make sure everything is okay. Because sometimes men, they don't really pay attention to some kind of things. But you women, that's why we are there to observe. Because we are deep-minded people. We observe. We read meaning. We see through people. So, eh, it's the pastor. That's why I always say, you know, girls that are always like, Oh, I want to marry a pastor. I want to marry a pastor. You know, if you ask some of them, why do you want to marry a pastor? I want to be called mama. <laughs> you know, others mm. respect mm. this, that. That That's title it. comes with more than just the name. <laughs> if you actually look at the responsibility of a pastor's wife, you are that 
supporting hand that is not always in front you are always behind the scenes and we can see it with so many okay let's say okay who knew about um pastor kinsley a long time ago nobody it was his wife that came and you know his ministry together you know it's so funny i found out about pastor k through pastor m through pastor Mildred. that's why i found out about her husband it wasn't him first um funke Funke Felix. I, I did I, I didn't even know her husband. I'd been listening to her for how long until I found out that she, her, her husband's a pastor. So many women, even we see the kinds of Laju Irene, you know, mm. doing things, doing a Dara Simi or your, you know, everybody, yeah. you know, just, they are not just, eh, it's him that I have the calling, he's the one that has the man to me. I don't have to do anything. They are standing by the right side of their husband and they are making this ministry grow. So, to marry a man of God, it's a wonderful blessing, but there is a whole lot of responsibility that comes with it because you have to be up and doing for the church, your husband, and your family. Because it's a pastor doesn't mean he fasts all the time. <laughs> your husband is a normal man. He, he will still eat. eat. <laughs> he still has the attributes of a normal man. Yes, and there's something else. We're going to move on soon because we've been on this. I really yeah, enjoy this, the way this conversation is going. But you also said something about finances. And I want to go back. I know we mentioned Pastor M and Pastor K, but you know they've been a blessing to our generation, really, when it comes to relationships. And she gave the example of... She, she's always talking about this, and we know that the woman is the man's helper. You are the yes. helper, spiritually, financially, in ministry, whatever. And so she was saying how when she met him, he is, even till now, he's a spender. She's the saver. Yeah. And she, being a woman of financial wisdom, yes. she didn't say, eh, you know, she'll be the head of my household. Let him be doing what he wants with mm-hmm. his money. What's my own day? I'm just supposed to be the woman collecting his money. Mm-mm. She, being a woman of financial wisdom, he was a saver. She was saving. She was saving. He would spend any money that comes into her account. They had a joint account. He'd be save, she'd be saving. He'd be spending. Then, at some point, she thought, this, this is not working. This is not working. And then she started saving his money for him. Yeah. For you as a woman to take the initiative yeah. to save for your husband shows that is you being his backbone, his financial exactly. backbone. Exactly. Not just that, there was a time he needed money, maybe 250000 and he was, you know, complaining to his wife, he doesn't know how he's going to get his money. She said, ah, I'll, I'll give you the money. Said, ah, where did you get this money from? If she was a woman that said, what's my own? She would also be broke with him. <laughs> and that would be, they would just be scavenging around for funds. But she being a woman, she had built herself financially. I'm not saying that he wasn't financially wise. He's just a spender. That's his character trait. Everybody has their, their money personality. She just was more of a saver. And because of that trait, she became a, a helper, a financial helper to her husband. She's also a spiritual helper to her husband, as we can see through ministry. She's a physical helper. She helps him write his books. In all ramifications, you are a helper to your husband. It's not limited to the kitchen. Oh, I can help him cook. I can help him wash his plates. I can help him raise our kids. Mm-mm. You are more than that. You are more than that. You are, more, you are precious. Rubies, diamond. So, and there's something I also want to correct quickly. You know this. He's the head and I am the neck. If I don't turn, the head will not move. Medically speaking, thank God we are both medical students. <laughs> yes. The neck cannot function without a signal being sent to the central nervous system. So the authority is still coming from, from the, the head. head. <laughs> the neck having to move is coming from the, the head. So if the neck doesn't want to move, the head, that signal will not be sent to the central nervous system. So in the end, no matter what you say, I know, yes, women, we have the ability to, you know, cajole men, our husbands, you know, we have that in us. But if your husband says don't move, you can't move. And that is why we pray that 
God gives us men that are not limiting, men that don't limit us, men that don't, you know, want to hide. I will still go into that though because there's so many things about this world, like so many things in this world that actually, that's actually really scary. So you need your husband's permission. You need his blessing to be able to move as the neck that we claim we are. You can't move without your husband giving you a signal. That's that. And now, yes, we said we're talking about man and woman, so we are just going into the women. So, men, for me, I feel like men, they interpret love as respect. You know, you can tell a man sweet words, you know, from here to there, A to Z, tell him why you love him with A, B, C, you know, use words, right? But... But if you don't respect that man, it won't really go anywhere. And women, we see love as, you know, projection, provision, protection. And I will start going into that, like, you know, slowly. So we're going to digress a little from when I said, okay, men, they interpret love as respect. We're going to digress a little from Proverbs 31. We're going to go to Ephesians 5, 22. For because of time, we're not really going to read it, but he's saying, like, women submit to your own husbands, you know, things like that. Like, and I picked that part. Apostle Paul did not say women submit to men, mm. he said, submit to your own husband. So, the only person you know, you have the only person that God has made head over you is your husband. Not any random man, anyway. No, like you are not under anybody. So it's really baffling when we see some men that just want to intimidate women. Like it's it's somehow, but I really don't want to go into that. But what I'm just trying to say is, women, the only person you owe submission. You can respect other men when you see them or when you go. No problem. But the only person you owe submission that is a human is your own husband your own husband well okay digressing again first um first peter three one to two in amplified please could you read it out okay first peter one sorry first peter three one to two in the same way you wives be submissive to your own husbands subordinate not as inferior but out of respect for the responsibilities entrusted to husbands and their accountability to god and so partnering with them so that even if some do not obey the word of god they may be won over to christ without discussion by the godly lives of their wives exactly you know like when I came across that verse because I'm the type that I like reading in different versions and I just love the way Amplified puts it. You are submitting to him, not for you to feel inferior, oh, you're a small rat and he's a big king or something. like. Because, number one, you owe him that. You, As far as he's your husband, that is why it is very important for you to know who you are getting married to. Because you cannot... It's, it's, an, it's an evil mandate. God give us different options this will be good for you this will be bad for you it's up to you god did not tie your leg you were the one that went and you chose so men listen not because she's inferior 
that is why I like that. Not because she's inferior, because this is what she is mandated to do as a woman, as a godly woman. Pastor Major says it, and it's actually really true if you look at it. Everything you have been told to do as a Christian is what you are also told to do in marriage. But this one doesn't have to just do with a single life. It does with two people's life. Mm. Like FFA will always say, submission is not subjugation. Yes, yes. It's not subjugation. There are times that it will bring some ideas, it will bring some decisions that... Mm -mm. You know that at this time, if we do this thing, it's not really going to favor us. What do you do? That is where some women have problems. Because some women don't know how to communicate, how to relate mm. what they are talking about. He's not an island of knowledge. And once in a while, men, they like to feel, mm, I'm the man of the house. They don't want to fold their hand in front of you. Mm. So you have to help him with that. Ah. <laughs> For example, honey, this thing that you are saying, softly, you don't have to insult a man to prove a point. Like, there is no need... In being insulted, there's no need shouting. Ah, no, 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 we cannot do that one. It's not really necessary at this time. There is a way for you to pass out an information that, oh, okay, teach me. Okay, how do you think we should do it? You know, talk subtly. And there's a way you can just be and not insult him. There's a way you can contribute, put your input. So like you can even appreciate. Yes. You can appreciate what you're saying. He knows that it's out of love. You're not trying to push him down or insult his intelligence. Because men's egos are very fragile. Very fragile. As a woman, my mom teaches us this thing of almost stroking their ego. Allowing them to know that you are the head of this household. Yes. But I'm your wife, I'm your helper. I want to help you. And anywhere I can help you, anywhere I can give you advice, anywhere I can support you, I will do that. Exactly. That's just how it is. Now, the respect factor. Many people see respect as fear. Oh, you know scared of this person, um, this and that. But if you actually look at it, respect. I don't know, there's no, there's no definite way I can put it, but like, I feel like respect is best interpreted on how you value someone, mm. how important that person is to you. Our normal basic friendship, everything, you know, I, I just feel like it is best interpreted on how you value that person. For example, I'm married. My husband says, oh, I don't want you to go to this place. Like, for example, I have a wedding or something, and my husband is like, I don't want you to go for that wedding. Ah. <laughs> and that wedding, I have been planning the wedding mm, since. Hey. <laughs> Bookmaker hmm. artist. <laughs> and now my husband said he doesn't want me to go. No matter how important that wedding is to me, I would not go because my husband said I should not go interpret it as God, okay what if it was when you were praying in the morning and God says my daughter don't go for the wedding would you disobey God mm. Your hus- if he's a good man mm. your husband has a reason for saying don't go maybe he has seen something you know you know I've heard so many stories you know when I was younger I heard a woman saying that she wanted to travel for one burial like that her husband said she should not go say she cried she was crying begging 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 her husband said don't go finally finally she did not go the day after the burial, she heard that when people were coming back from the burial, there was an accident on that road. And her husband looked at her and said, no, no, you would have gone now. And I've seen so many cases like that where things tend to happen. And just because you value your husband, you respect your husband, you won't go. No matter, or are you trying to say that occasion is more important than your home? Is that what you're trying to say? 
No, it's not. There is nothing more important than your home. It is not. For example, you know, there was a story. I was scrolling through TikTok and I saw this woman, this woman of God. She's a pastor's wife. And she said she had the opportunity to go and minister somewhere in another church. And she was about stepping out. She was dressed and everything. And her husband said, oh, honey, please, I'm actually really hungry. Would you get me something? And she was so furious, like, I was in the house since. You didn't tell me anything. Now that I'm dressed, I'm about to go out for administration. You're telling me that you're hungry. You want me to cook. I will not cook. I will not do anything. Apparently, according to what she, her husband is very calm and he didn't say anything. So when she stepped out of the house to go, Holy Spirit told her, go back inside and cook for your husband. Because you cannot disrespect the earthly authority that I've put over you saying that you are going to minister in my name. You've already disrespected me by disrespecting your husband. Go back, cook for him, and go for your ministration. You can choose to still go. You can go, no problem. But nothing will flow. You won't impact life. And she went inside and she cooked for her husband. And after she was done, she served him. She went for her ministration and it was wonderful. Imagine she did not have... That, that is why it still boils down to... You need to have a strong Christian life. You need to have a strong communication life with the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes we are not... We don't, we don't, we, we don't have it all. We are not an island of the knowledge. It's the Holy Spirit that corrects us. It's the Holy Spirit that helps us. Even sometimes when we get to watch Pastor Mildred and Pastor Kinsley's YouTube, you get to hear them when they say, and Holy Spirit said I should say it in this way. Holy Spirit said I should say it in that way. You know, the Holy Spirit just comes and makes everything sorted. So imagine she didn't have a relationship with Christ. That's how she would have gone and ministered and let's say okay maybe coming that would have actually put a home maybe her husband would be upset with her or something and from there things will start piling up and before you know issues will start coming from here and there so like you know that's you just have to be like in active communication with the holy spirit like when she said it like holy spirit said you cannot disrespect the earthly authority that god has put over you because there is even a verse that says husbands love your wife as christ loved the church meaning your husband represents your earthly jesus and you you his wife and your children the church you people are the church so he's meant to love you as christ loved the church as christ did everything for the church so you cannot tell me that you are worshiping god you are diligent to god and you're a very disrespectful wife it is not possible at all never can never be possible for me Sha. for me too even ffa has said it you cannot say you respect your daddy Gio and you disrespect your husband at mm. home your husband is your first daddy Gio. he's your first general Vassia, your first king your first anything before any other man outside there as far as you have your husband at home he's supposed to be your first everything before you you can you can say you give respect so nobody's saying you should not respect your daddy Jew. Yes, respect your daddy Jew, but you cannot tell me you don't respect your husband at all. Mm. It's not possible. Because he's the first authority over you, even before your daddy Jew. He's your first to reach out before you have to reach out to your daddy Jew. So Yeah, yeah, I love the fact that you highlighted him being the same way Jesus is towards the church, is the same way we are supposed to be towards our husbands, because a woman's husband is the priest of their household. Yes. And that's why it's so important to to choose a man of God. 
when you look at some of the superficial things that today's females seek when they say they want to pick a husband they look to money they look yeah. to influence they look to physicality and this man does not know god and the thing is how can a man lead you your man is your leader is your priest where is he leading you to the person who he's supposed to be led by is god so if he's not being led by god then who is leading him satan and therefore you are going down the path of darkness because your leader is being misled and that's why when you have a man of god cherish his words, his advice, yeah. the things he says, because yeah. he's not saying it out of flesh. Yeah. He's saying it because God is telling him to say it. he's the priest of your household. There are certain things that God is revealing to your husband because he's your priest. Mm. There's not, there's a reason that your daddy Jew or your prophets will hear stuff that you're not hearing. Mm. God is choosing him to say it through you. So yeah. listen, especially if you choose a man of God. You may not have a man of God who, eh, that's different. He must not be standing at the pulpit or something mm. to be a man of god exactly. we're talking about man of god we're not just talking about you know your pastors your apostles your husband as a strong christian he's already a, a man, man of god, god. Yes. he's just supposed to be priest of your household he should be able to hear from god because it's from hearing from god that he'll be able to project to you the way to go the right thing this to is do where the protection because i you know i classified into provision protection and projection mm. this is where the pr protection comes in because he is the coverage now Let's talk about this thing like this now. Like I said before, your husband is the Jesus and you and the family is the church. You know, there's something that is normally done, leaving the caring and the training of the children for the mother. Yes. I feel for godly and wonderful children, nations to be raised and trained, a father needs to be very, very involved because there is this authority that the man has passed on to the wife then the children i feel both man and woman needs to be involved in everything because okay if you look at it who was the person that was deceived by the serpent See? who carried the fruits to adam why did god not call out eve when he found out he called out adam yeah. instead because trying to state, Adam, what were you doing that things got to this point? Because he didn't put him as judge. He put you, the man, as judge. He has said, I have given you authority over this home. Just like when we have that junior sibling and, and our parents will just come straight at us. Why, why did you allow things? Why did you allow her to do this? Why did you allow him to do My parents did it to me a lot, my junior brother. Yes. Why did you allow him to do this? Why did you allow him to? Because you are the one that has been given. It's not for you to be shouting, I'm the man of the house, I'm the man of the, I'm the, man of the house. Actually act like the man of the house because when things start going wrong, it is you that God will ask. I gave you this family. I put this family in your care. I entrusted you with this woman. I entrusted you with these offsprings. How did things get to this point? Mm -hmm. So when we say the men, they are men, they are the head. This is what we are talking about because even God has put them as the head. When things go wrong, it's the man he would question. So how did, how did he get to this point? Mm -hmm. What happened? What happened? Like where are we now so that is that is that for me you know when it comes to the protection you know you need to guard your home with everything no matter how busy you are i don't care whether even if you're a soldier or something let that impact still be there you know there's something that happens when it comes to the daddy factor like me when i was younger i was so scared of my father when my father is coming everybody will run when my father says something everybody is standing at attention daddy said daddy every it's it's more you know that authority mm. it's 
bam, it's there when daddy is involved. When you know, if you do something, you can tell your mommy, and your mommy can say, okay, I will not tell daddy. But you know, when you are you are born in a home where ah, daddy will know. I will tell your daddy. The children will be so conscious because they know that. Mommy and daddy, they are inseparable. Anything I've told my mommy, my daddy have heard it. Anything I tell my daddy, my daddy, like, there is no, me, I want to raise a family like that, that I don't have to, you know, be, like, my children will not, I, I know, like, okay, yes, there are some things that, okay, it's not necessary to discuss with daddy, but I want my children to see me and their father as inseparable. Ah, mommy, oh, my mommy and daddy, like, they are like one, you know, that one, ah. As far as my mommy has heard it, my daddy has heard it. You know, that kind of, oh, I know that my parents, will, it will not be so easy for my parents to take sides. Like, this parent is allow enabling this child's rubbish and this other parent is, you know, scolding. It will not be as if oh, there is a division or something. We are making this decision together. And it's, we'll go inside the room, talk about it, come back with one decision. You know, let it not be as if, oh, um... My mommy is more better than my daddy. You know, there is a problem when a child can pick between a mother and a father. There is actually a very big problem. It's supposed to be, ah, I can't pick, oh. I can't pick between my mommy and my daddy. because, hey. But like when a child can visibly say, okay, I pick my mom over my dad. There is a problem. That means the other parent is faulting in a way or something. Somebody is faulting somewhere. That means there is a problem because husband and wife are one. So therefore mother and father, one to the children they're supposed to see them as one not separated mm. and we know that jesus even said that you know a house that is divided cannot stand how do you expect for your house to stand when your children are seeing you and your husband are mm. divided mm. and that's another thing of as you said coming to become one with somebody when you're one with someone you're one in mind and of course we're different human beings sure. but we everything that we are supposed to do should always point to jesus so no matter how different you are if it's the same bible we're reading the same church we're going to the same god we're serving how different can it really be and it's the same the same hearts that we're using to approach it we're not using pride Mm. or you know mommy must always be right daddy must always be right Mm. as long as god's will is done in this household that is the purpose of it regardless of who is right or who it comes from so, like I said, you know, it can be divided into three parts. You know, women interest the three P's. Let's put it like that: um, provision, protection, and projection. Now, before we get into the projection part, so that it will be well understood. Now, everything from Proverbs thirty-one ten to thirty-one. Everything that a woman has said she should be, she should be this to that. She should be that to this. She should be wonderful she let's not really go into it but everything from that 10 to 31 everything has to be guarded by a husband the man has to make sure that everything she's doing does not spoil for example she gives birth to children you have to put in effort that those children they don't spoil everything she's doing her business you know you just have to guide her it's just like the gardener and his garden. The garden is just producing wonderful flowers, beautiful plants, beautiful trees. If the gardener just leaves it like that, things will start growing and interjecting into each other. So he has to care for it. So everything a woman has been called to do, her husband has to project it. He has to protect it. He has to make sure that nothing spoil. Nothing. So now ask me, who is carrying the bigger load? Because it's just like me sitting on a chair and somebody's lifting me with the chair. Yeah. 
because he has just like for example now a man let's say queen elizabeth and her husband she had to rule the affairs of everything and her husband just had to be there for her not that roles were interswitched nobody should get me wrong oh, because she's a more she's a more popular somebody or she's a politician meaning the man will stay the man will have what he's doing too but like everything has to like he has to make sure that it doesn't spoil just like the way we women too we have to make sure that everything our husbands they are doing it doesn't spoil it's not taken for granted it's just that the same way a man should protect everything that a woman has been called to become he has to protect it guard it with all his heart and soul and mind because everything is just left for oh oh the woman should take care of the should take care of the home she's beautifying your home she's she was one that gave birth to your children she's like she's more conversant than dormant you have to make sure that everything she's doing all the effort she's putting into your home and your kids doesn't spoil mm-hmm. just as the same way she took in from you and she's making sure those children are okay mm-hmm. it's just like a twisted something a vice versa something you don't just leave everything you have to protect what she's doing you have to guard what she's doing first peter 3 7 amplified in the same way you husbands live with your wives in an understanding way with great gentleness and tact and with an intelligent regard for the marriage relationship as with someone physically weaker since she is a woman show her honor and respect as a fellow heir of the grace of life so that your prayers will not be hindered or ineffective so that's why protecting everything that she's doing is very wonderful like it's very mandatory you I, just have I, to I love the way that they emphasize she's the fact that she's physically weaker because the a man physically is built to protect the reason that he has the physical build that is larger taller than a woman is to protect it's even when men then use that build to harm a woman mm-hmm. is the complete opposite your intention the god's intention of making you bigger is to protect and you're using that as a weapon against your wife when god intended for you to use that to cover your wife exactly to protect her to guard her now projection in two phases quickly projection in the sense that you are projecting her dreams and her goals women we are wired to you know cater for our family you know care for our family we just want to make sure our children our husbands everybody's okay his family my family you know women we are made in a very homely way to have to think about others and not just ourselves so men it is very important that you should you know projects her dreams her goals like there was something ffa said one day when she was preaching and she was like her husband told her that outside my name i want you to stand i want you to do things for yourself now we can see ffa today sometimes we don't even remember her husband we just only see her because she is making a name for herself help her if she wants to start an organization be her, her biggest support be her support system be her biggest fan if she wants to go back to school again help her if she wants to get a degree you know do her masters do a phd start up a business start up you know if anything anything that you know that is good that can promote her support her it's her dream it's her goal go not because she got married to you everything that she has planned out for her life will just come to you chapter end okay pack everything keep it at once and just take care of you no sometimes this can actually be a reason where you get favor like there was a post that more and more Uluwatiketike made and her husband went somewhere and um 
the woman told the man, ah, you look familiar. I said, oh, somehow, somehow the woman got to find out that, oh, he now said, oh, my wife is more and more, the woman screamed, I said, it's a lie, it's a lie. <laughs> said, okay, he picked his phone, he video called her, video called his wife, showed the woman and talked and everything. And the woman was like, I love your wife so much. I'm sure it was an interview or something. And that was how he got it because his wife was more and more low-articulated. That's why he got what he got. And, you know, you can imagine. Imagine he made his wife a very dumb somebody and she was just there. Nobody knew about more and more low-articulated. That's like maybe he would have not even done. He would have not even gotten that particular that's, thing. That's, so That's even the beauty of it. The fact that the person you are one with is now, their glory is also shining onto you. The, the fact that you are helping them lift up their vision is also attracting people to you, is bringing people also to know about you. You know, we were saying that we knew about the wives of Pastor M and FFA through them. So if your wife is being put to the limelight, you also are being put in front of the limelight. You also, God, people are also seeing the glory of God through your life also. Mm. That's, that's actually really true. Women, I feel, you know, when a woman sets her mind to do something, it's always wonderful. It always comes out well. I feel women, we have the capacity to, you know, we go all out. So, like, anything we do, it's seen, it's known, it's, you know, it's yes. just there. We yes. just put in, when we are determined, it just comes out very fruitful and not futile. We make sure things do not go futile. Mm-hmm. That's one thing about women. So, pro- number two, projection in the sense that women, I feel is a bad habit that we have. You know, we always want to know our place in your life because we feel it's the things you rate more as important that is, that is important to you. So we like to know, like, scale of preference. What are you talking about? What is on your head? Or if yeah. you are not thinking about me, that means I'm not important yeah. to you. Yeah. You are thinking about your guy's food, but that means that is what is actually important to you. And men, they don't really feel it's necessary to tell you about you to you, to always compliment you. And that is something men, they need to learn. And we women, too, also need to understand that just because he's not saying anything doesn't mean he, he doesn't love us or he loves us less. It's just that men, they just... What should I tell you now? Like men, they are more of action mm. than the wordy Words, type. Yeah. But we women, we are more of wordy. That we prefer wordy first before the action. So that's something that God has to help us understand. So the, I conclude with this verse now. Galatians five sixteen. Not to read it. You can read it there. But like, I'm just picking the most important parts. You said this thing earlier. But I just want to conclude with it. Walking in the spirits relationship marriage everything marry your friend yes all those beautiful quotes yes it's good but the most important thing is working in the spirit because when you walk in the spirit there's no place for anger there's no place for malice there's no place for pride there's all those things of the world because when you walk in the spirit the fruits of the spirit are in you and like i said earlier everything we've become to do as christians is what you are supposed to do in marriage so like you have to walk in because when both of you are walking in the spirit that is why the bible said do not be unequally yoked as a believer you have to marry your fellow believer not just any believer a strong believer a spiritually rooted believer so walking in the spirit is just the main guide the main tool to everything because when you have a wonderful relationship with the holy spirit you would not want to keep malice you will not there will not be pride and you know everything so i just feel working in the spirit it's it's you know wonderful and 
walking in because first of all the first thing is love yeah. first corinthians 13 it says it tongues prophecy everything is to fade away but love will never fade away i always say if everybody could walk in love the world would be a better place because even if speaking i'm not saying speaking in tongues is bad prophecy is bad but we still have people with bad character so i feel everybody walking in love and you know everything it just makes everything better and there's also a guideline that everybody knows first corinthians 13 the standards of love don't do this don't do that don't do this don't do that so i just feel if we can correlate all these things together this proverbs 31 first peter 3 uh, ephesians 5 galatians 5 you know it just makes everything better and i pray god will help us when it's time to you know find our perspective and wonderful partners Thank you so much, Sonia. I really enjoyed the session. I pray you guys also enjoyed that and you learned something from it as well. I do hope that you guys have been taking notes and that this is a blessing to you and to everyone that you share it with. Thank you guys so much. I will be with you guys next week for the next episode. Thank you so much, Sonia. God bless you. God bless you.